Hello, you're listening to a podcast from Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. Radio Maria is a 24-7 Catholic radio station broadcasting online via our app, Radio Maria Play, and on DAB in an increasing number of areas. You can follow us on social media. And if you enjoy this program, please do click like and subscribe to us on your podcast provider. Radio Maria relies entirely upon listener donations. We have no other sources of funding, so please do consider supporting us with a monthly or one-off donation so that we can continue to keep providing great programming free at the point of access. To donate or find out more, visit us at radiomariaengland.uk. Hello, I'm Joe Caprani and I'm your host for this episode of Songs in the Wilderness. In this series, we listen to the songs that have influenced our guests throughout their lives and have influenced their faith as well. Today, I have the privilege of talking to Julie Hughes. Thanks for joining us on the programme today, Julie. Tell us where you are today and what your day ahead holds for you. Well, thank you very much for inviting me to Radio Maria. It's a real privilege. Um, Yes, where I am today, well... To be honest, I'm right by the sea. Um, we, my husband and I have come down to visit our son who lives in Falmouth. And um, he's about to move house. So we're trying to sort of help him with some of those um, preparations. I'm so jealous. I missed this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So how long, how long are you going to be spending there? Uh, only, only until the end of the week, because I think everything's now in order. So I think it's all going, you know, ahead, and he's actually going to physically move next week. And once, once your usefulness passes, you can you can go away again. You're you're released exactly. from your duties. Absolutely, <laughs> it was too many holidays down here, camping and things like that with the children when they were young, that really gave him such a great love of the sea and the surf <laughs> and also the lifestyle. It's a very peaceful place to live, you know, um, slower pace of life. And it suits him. He absolutely loves it. Excellent. So, Julie, you're a cradle Catholic, as the term term that is used, raised in the faith by your gentle Irish mother. Can you share share with us any fond memories of of those childhood days? Well, I'll be absolutely honest, Joe. Um, I had quite a difficult childhood. Um, There were happy times, of course, Mm. children growing up. but it was also quite difficult. But I think I'm going to share the happy times with you. But I just no. wanted to give you some perspective there. Um, yes, growing up was um, great in the sense that we had, my sister and I had a great amount of freedom. Mm-hmm. So we were children that could travel, cycle around. Um, and also I had a very close friend. Um, her name is Pauline. Um, she lives in Scotland now. and. We had a great friendship, and I think that's what I remember mostly about those early years, because, you know, having a close friend that you can trust is all part of the relationship that sustains you. And I think, um, though we had some troubled times, you know, having good friends around me, even when I was young, was just amazing. And and there's nothing like the bond of, of friendship that, that carries through life. That That's right, absolutely. And also... Friend. 
Yes, and also we had, um, I remember a priest that was at the church at the time, and he was so gentle, so gracious, and he was a great support as well. Even though we were, you know, um, under 11, um, he was somebody who took an interest in the family and tried to help, you know. So I do remember my association with a church was very much with a priest who really did serve the community. But also, I do recall really enjoying the masses. And not many children would say that. I mean, we used to go to the eight o'clock mass in those days, quite a long walk to get there. But even then, I really loved the scripture. I really loved reading the words. And, and I think probably a lot of my writing skills today have come from reading the Bible. Right. Amazing. You know, the words in the Bible are so beautiful, so beautifully written that, you know, you can learn so much from it, you know, Absolutely. in every way. Absolutely. Mm. So um, you went to a Catholic primary school. Tell us tell us where that was and some yes. memories of that. Um, that was St. Dominic's in Woodley, which is near Reading. Um, I started there midway through my sort of junior infant time. Um, I was probably about eight. Um, that was attached to the church. And I remember having um, a really lovely Irish teacher. I can still remember him so well. Um, he loved teaching maths. Um, that's mainly what he, he loved teaching. And I remember doing ballroom dancing on a, on a Friday. And um, yeah, it, it was a happy school, really happy. Lovely to be there, I, I have very fond memories. And I do remember um, my first Holy Communion Day, but mostly running to the school where they prepared all the food and where we were going to have a celebration <laughs> meal after. I always remember that very vividly. <laughs> a party, party time. Yes, absolutely. And then uh, did you continue uh, a Catholic education at secondary level? No, actually, um, well, I did go to secondary school. Um, I went to a comprehensive school. Um, it was... Um, non-Christian. Uh, I would say that my friends at that time, apart from my friend Pauline, who still continue to be my close friend, um, I wasn't really influenced by anything to do with the church other than my regular attendance at Mass. Right. And obviously the influence of my mother, because she was very devout Irish, um, very gentle from County Clare in Ireland, oh, and she had place. a very fervent, but gentle, non-judgmental um, faith. You know, she didn't, um, she wasn't a mother that was incredibly strict, um, but very firm in, in, I would say, in the right way. And she gave us a huge amount of freedom, but we knew she loved us. And what's amazing is when she died prematurely, really, um, she died on Valentine's Day. And it was so fitting because she was so full of love, you know, so full of love. And, you know, God is good. <laughs> yes, yes. So we're coming to your first piece of music. Does, does this relate to your youth or just a, a random choice from the music you love? I would say more a random choice from the music I love. But what I love about music, um, the words are always really important to me. But it's the celebration of God's creation. It's mm -hmm. reminding us the absolute unimaginable beauty and incredible creation. And it is literally indescribable, or indescribable, I should say. Beautiful song.
That was indescribable by Chris Tomlin. So after school, Julie, where did you go to university? Well, I went actually to what is now the West of England University in Bristol. And I studied business and marketing. Um, I really enjoyed many aspects of that. It was more to do with product management, uh, economics. Um, I actually quite like number work, so maths was quite interesting to me. And I also liked Bristol, and I think actually that attracted me more than the course. I know it sounds ridiculous now, but looking back, I just wanted to go somewhere that wasn't too far from home, but was a place where I could become a bit more independent. Uh I just love the idea of business. And and Bristol as a city, it just has a great vibe. I mean, it certainly does now. I, I imagine it did back then when you were there. Absolutely. And um, I do remember um, going to Mass um, at the cathedral because I lived in Clifton, quite near there. So it was the obvious choice. That was in my second year. But in the first year, I was in a different place. But I was fortunate that a friend of mine who was at secondary school also went to the same um, place. And we both went to church together for the whole of the first year. She wasn't actually a Catholic, absolutely came from a non-Christian family, but we were very close friends and she was happy to come. The second, you know, when I went to the university, I mean, more to the uh, cathedral, Mm -hmm. I used to just go on my own, but I didn't get involved in any life to do with the church. But I knew instinctively I had to go to church. Mm. You know, it was something I couldn't not do. I I knew um, from a very young age that God sustained me. I just knew it you know it's like very interior and yes. i would never have been happy if i hadn't gone regularly you know which is the least i could do at that time go to church but you know surrounded unfortunately by people who didn't understand that so it was something at the time i wouldn't even have thought of sharing yes i mean it's, it's interesting because you know I, I can certainly remember in my teens having a sort of a a dry patch and thinking, oh, why bother? But then I, I just thought, well, no, just I'll just keep going because, you know, even though I may feel I don't necessarily want to be here myself, you know, th- there may be a purpose to it and it'll come through in its own way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I was very, I was very, I mean, sometimes it's really hard because when you're in a uh, sort of study area, um, you've got a lot of friends who are doing all sorts of things at different times. So it's very mm. hard um a routine but i did keep to the routine because i just knew that god was there and he would help you know whatever help i needed he would be there and he would protect me i just knew it and i it gave me great contentment you know he was some he was the very being on which i could rely you know yes yes so so after university you actually spent some time teaching english Yes. Um, before that, I was um, I worked for an American company in product management. It's um, quite a well-known company, uh, Hallmark Cards. Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> I looked on, after some of their product lines. I used to love what, looking after contemporary cards, as we call it, uh, which was to do with Snoopy. You know, Snoopy used to be really popular. <laughs> yes. And I could choose which ones got sold and which ones wouldn't. But there were other product lines. But I loved that. I, I really enjoyed it. But... After I had children, 
I wanted something more what I felt would contribute more to society, more to other people. And so I decided then to study with the Open University. And I went through a series of courses over a few years. Um, and then I studied to teach English at secondary level. Okay. And it's after that that I, I started teaching. So I would say my third child was probably about 11, more or less, uh, just starting secondary when I started teaching. So that was really a second career, really? Yes, very much so. Oh, OK. okay. Yeah, very much so. OK. So we're going to come to your second piece of music. Um, does, does this resonate with any particular time in your life? Um, I think it resonates with my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing Grace has something to say to everyone. Everybody Absolutely. has to appreciate that, you know, God's grace is sufficient for us. You know, I think most people, when they're on their knees in some way or other, you know, even if they're not a Christian, not religious, mm. they look for God. And that song is so popular across, you know, contemporary as well, that I think people really hear the words in it when they're at a point in their life, they need to hear those words. I think the song itself is an amazing grace, not just the actual content. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see, t'was grace that
What a lovely rendition of Amazing Grace sung by Carrie Underwood. Our music choices this morning have been chosen by my guest Julie Hughes, poet, artist, photographer and more. So in between uh, uni and marketing uh, and before teaching comes along, you meet and marry your husband Richard and together start to raise a family. How was, how was your young family life, your own young family life? Absolutely beautiful. I mean, I adore children anyway, but we just had so much fun with our children when they were young. Mm -hmm. You know, they were, I would say, fairly easy children and they loved doing the sorts of things we liked, which walking, camping, they, they were they were good travellers, but they brought so much joy to us, you know, just the spontaneity and beauty of children. And it's at that time I started to take photos, really. I suppose right. they, you know, you, you like to photograph your children and capture all those special moments. And of course, that led to me being interested in doing quite a lot of photography. And I would say, though, it was always a hobby, really. Um, I did do some photography for um, schools and, and, and ballet and weddings, various things, but they were more uh, word of mouth. I yeah, advertised a little bit, but it wasn't really something that took up a huge amount of my time. I just loved photography. I liked having a purpose to do it, and um, I just enjoyed it. You know, um, and I still love photography. I'm always taking photographs, you know, but it's a difficult area to really get into. You have to give up a lot of your personal time yes. and the weekends. Um, so I realized I didn't want to be in a photography studio. I didn't want to be there all week and I didn't want to be there at the weekends, you know. So it was really much, very much a pastime that sort of earned me some money here and there, you know. But I, I just love photography because it captures the world and the beauty of life. Yes. And it also captures um, things that are wrong as well, you know, and it can express so much. You know, it's. I, I think if I had another career, it would be photojournalism. Right. I would combine all the things I love. But again, I had considered that, but I thought it would take me away from the family too much. Yes, of course. No. Of course, yeah. And your family life is strongly rooted in your faith. Tell us, tell us how you've tried to achieve this, because I'm sure there are lots of parents out there who, who find it difficult sometimes with, with kids to try and keep them all on track. It's very difficult. I think it's um, a lifetime occupation. We used to think when your children are little, they're difficult or, and demanding in many ways but, and challenging, but also fantastic. But as they get older, you have different challenges. And mm. even though our children are now quite old, in the sense they're adults and they have their own families, they're just as demanding in the same <laughs> ways. You know, it's just so they're always your children. I've decided they will always be our children for, for the whole of our lives. You know, we will always have that relationship of parent and child, no matter how old they are. Um, but we had a great time when they were growing up. Um, they went to a Catholic school attached to the church in Corpus Christi in Wokenham, church called St. Teresa's. Um, when they were doing Holy Communion preparation, I became a catechist after the first year. I thought, well, I've got another children to go through, you know, the course. I might yes. as well get involved in it. And mm -hmm. a beautiful nun there, um, Sister Veronica, um, she led all of the training for the catechists. And it was a really time of friendship. 
you know, and again, it was teaching and helping, guiding children, which was good um, standing, really, for what I then went on to do with teaching. Um, I've always found children fascinating because they're so free, they're so honest, they're so open and non-judgmental. And, you know, I think my involvement in that process really led me to want to teach. It was secondary. I had applied to do infant, but I was asked to do secondary. So, but again, you know, that's what I loved about teaching the children, really, the way they believe yes. and respond. Um, yeah, but family life. Yeah, my husband, um, he's a great, great dad. You, you couldn't get a better dad. He was so very loving, very gentle, um, hardworking, um, lots of fun as well. We had lots of fun because we had a lot of music going on all the right. time. You know, um, all very active, uh, liked sport, you know, busy, but very calm, I would say, very relaxed. That's an interesting, that's a good balance, an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. So we're coming up to your third piece of music and uh, tell us tell us about this and why you've chosen it. Well, this is, um, the David Crowder Band has uh, done a rendition of this and so have other people. There's a John Mark Macmillan and it's called How He Loves Us. And I just absolutely adore the words in it. It really moves me every time I hear it and that's why I wanted to share it. Um, it's just like, we're like a tree swaying in the hurricane, but we are there upheld by God. But the way the actual voice is used to, to speak those lyrics, um, again, I just absolutely adore it from start to finish. And it's not a song you probably hear a lot, but it's certainly one that I love. You know, he says we are his portion and he is our prize. You know, they fill in the words, um, but explain them. So absolutely wonderful. That was How He Loves Us by the David Crowder Band. So having been in Cambridge myself for over 20 years, I'm aware of Walsingham and New Dawn, which take, take place relatively local to, local to us. And I know that you've been involved with these, Julie, over the years, but you also attend an event called Adore. Tell us about that and where and when it takes well, place. Yeah, thank you. Adore is um, an event that takes place on a Saturday morning um, on the third week of every month. And it's been going for about, well, actually it started in about 1970, 75, I think. And okay. it's led by um, a team of people, um, 
Alistair emblem is the, the main contact, um, and they have mass. It's on Zoom now, of course, as well. So because of the pandemic, Thank you, COVID, it, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was such an enormous gift, actually, because I think probably maybe 25 to 30 people would attend live in Alton because a door means Alton day of renewal. So it's a day of refreshment for people. So mass would take place and then um, different sorts of praise, worship and, and eventually a meal, shared meal. Now the structure is that there is mass, there's a time of silence, adoration. So adoration is crucial to that as well. Um, but also we're broken into sort of small groups so that we can discuss different things as well, breakout rooms they have. So that formula has worked really well. And I think they've got maybe over 100 people, maybe 100 regularly attending. So it's a day, um, it's just a really beautiful day. You know, morning, I should say. It feels like a day, autumn day. But, you know, no, it's, it's a lovely group of very sort of... Um, um, dedicated, um, hardworking um, people who absolutely love God, you know, and it opens that morning for people who need maybe a little bit of support. Um, they have praying teams as well, you know, for healing teams, if you want to join by phone, maybe after. Um, just It's just a lovely, enriching morning with great sermon. And they always have a speaker as well, like Charles Whitehead, Right. Uh, maybe Boss Powell. Um, they've got I'm trying to think who is coming up this month, but it's somebody I certainly want to hear. I know I, I've forgotten the name of the person, but, <laughs> no, but every month there's somebody, you know, somebody different. A very, very rich morning. Lovely. Super. Yeah. So we're going to segue straight into your fourth piece of music. Um, so tell, tell us about this and where, where it fits in with things. Um, for well, you. thank you. Thank you, Joe. Um, I remember hearing this piece of music um, called um, Noel, written by Chris Tomlin, but sung beautifully by Lauren Daigle. And when I first heard it, it just hit me. It's one of those songs you hear and they just strike you. Why it strikes me still is the line, come and see what God has done. That line, it just explains everything. You know, it's, it's a Christmas song, but he gave his son, his son was born to the world, you know, to save the world. And it's just, I don't know, the way it's written and the power behind it and the way she sings it really makes me appreciate more the enormity of God's love, saving love, the way he, he's created us and he's jealous for us, as the last song said, you know, he wants to save all of us. He wants to go after every living person, he's, he's, he's the creator, you know, and he will do everything he can to draw us to him. And this song just, it's part of that really, it's just the magnificence of God, you know, such the awesome magnificence.
That was an excerpt from Noel uh, by Chris Tomlin featuring the vocalist Lauren Daigle. So, Julie, before we uh, before we go to your final piece of music, uh, and we haven't even touched on some of the things that we have in your biography about your your poetry and your and artistry, etc. Um, I understand you're going to be doing a new slot for us here on on Radio Maria. Tell us tell us about it. What what you've got planned for the coming weeks and uh, what what it's going to entail. Thank you, Joe. Um, yes, I've been very very um, privileged to be able to share um, a program that I, I record at um, hospital radio. Um, and so I'm going to contribute on a Thursday between five and six. The show is called um, Words of Life with Julie. Um, in that sense, um, I'm going to share maybe scripture, going to share maybe gospel readings, um, poetry, um, experiences, um, music, um, reflections on maybe the gospel of the day, or maybe news events, things that are happening around the world and how we can respond to them. Um, anecdotal, things about my life. Um, really, the program is about friendship. It's about talking to one person, several people, about our experiences and I am most happy I think when I'm doing that I absolutely love doing that particular program I love so is, it, is it interactive do you have do you have people call in no I do sometimes yes sometimes people do join me um, for example there was a lady I'd been on um, a pilgrimage to um, Santiago and uh, Compostela and she had done that with her two young boys on her own and she came and talked about her experience on That's that journey you know. mm -hmm. there are some times you know people will come in uh, and chat um, it's a great privilege to do that I mean I absolutely adore sharing my faith with others I love to share God's love to make people aware that though we live in difficult times I think times have always been difficult always challenging and life brings with it many many crosses and I try to share some of you know my experiences but also experiences of other people it could be saints it could be people in the public eye it could be people in the church so that we we appreciate that life is hard but God is with us and God loves us and he wants to bring us to heaven you know but he had to take the cross and uh, you know we have to take the cross because you know there's forces of, of good and evil at work and he wants to carry us through us and give us that strength because he loves us more than we can imagine and tell us about your final song my final song is this is our god um this is the beth uh, colton version the reason i love this song is when my husband and i play with other people in um, worship bands we often do this song and we did it in our church not so long ago and the children of the school now use it regularly oh, as one of their favorite songs Excellent. and i think it's just that simplicity this is our god 
You know, this is the amazing God we have. How could anybody not be drawn to his love, his power, his beauty? You know, if we look at the world, there's our God in the flower, in the blade of grass. I even wrote a poem about a blade of grass because his print is everywhere. And we've got to look for it to sustain us. You know, we only being here now at the sea, every time I look at the sea, I see God. You know, his beauty at work. What a mind, what a creator to create such beauty. You know, nothing bad can ever come. That was This Is Our God by Beth Coulson. Julie Hughes, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story, faith and song choices with us today. Thank you so much, Joe, for being here, interviewing me, allowing me to share my experiences. And I would say that most people's faith journey has many strands to it. Mm. I've shared one Indeed. strand, but I can assure you there are many other strands, but maybe there for another time. But but here and now, thank you so much. It's been an absolute uh, delight to be with you. And thank you too to our listeners for joining us today for Songs in the Wilderness. This broadcast will be repeated later in the week. Just go to radiomariaengland.uk and click the schedule link and you'll find further details there. Previous episodes are also available as podcasts on all the usual platforms such as Apple, Spotify and others. And don't forget to listen out for Julie's new programme on Thursdays. Christian voice in your heart.